You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked into the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Monday, October 4th, 2021. And unfortunately, folks, it's not a victory Monday, but fear not. We're still going to have some fun because it is hashtag Locked On Murph Monday here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And folks, thank you for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, so be sure to stay locked into Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank you for kicking off the week in style with me here on the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. I am also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which, of course, is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And remember, Patriots fans, that because it's your team every day, that means your Patriots questions, your comments, your feedback are always welcomed and very much encouraged. So share that feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there doing some Monday meddling through that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Patriots fans' emotions ran high. The rain started to fall as former Patriots quarterback Tom Brady. Yeah, I know, that still doesn't sound right, but what are you going to do? That's right, the Tom Brady leading his Buccaneer crew out of Tampa Bay into Gillette Stadium, taking on your beloved New England Patriots. This one was highly anticipated, to say the least. Billed as one of the most anticipated games in the NFL's modern era. Following a brief tribute on the Gillette Stadium video screen... Tom led his new team, the defending Super Bowl champions, to the field, and he was greeted with a chorus of the Gillette Stadium crowd chanting his name over and over again, very reminiscent of the way they did it when Tom was running things here in Foxborough. And for just a brief moment, it seemed like old times, but when Tom was ready to lead his first drive, he was greeted with a notable chorus of boos. They let the former face of the franchise know that he was in enemy territory, at least for the night. Still, it would be Brady and the Bucks that would be the ones left standing. The seven-time Super Bowl champion finishing the night completing 22 of 43 passes for 269 yards, while running back Leonard Fournette carried the ball 20 times for 91 yards. For the Patriots, the heir apparent to the Brady throne, Mac Jones, proving that the Patriots' future very bright at the position. The rookie completed 31 of 40 passes, 279 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, However, a missed 56-yard field goal attempt with just under a minute to play would be the deciding factor. The Patriots falling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a final score of 19-17. And as a result, the Patriots dropped to 1-3 on the 2021 season. A pretty big hole if they hope to contend for a playoff spot. But there was some positive to take away from the field. And here today on Locked On Patriots, we're going to talk about those positives. And who else can provide the wisdom and counsel we all need on this Monday than the legendary green man himself? That's right, folks. You know it's Monday. It's hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. 
My main man, Thomas Murphy, joins me on the hot seat, and we will talk about Brady's return. We'll talk about the prowess and the promise that Mac Jones showed on the field, and what were the offensive and defensive takeaways from this game that have Murph and I feeling a little positive, but still feeling a little squeamish. Folks, an action-packed agenda on the pod today. Lots to get to, so without much further ado, my man Murph will join me here on the hot seat when this hashtag LockedOnMurph Monday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Hello again, Patriots fans. This is Mike DeBate with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas, every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free, then use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And here's the best part, there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and even other brands. So don't delay, do it today. Download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Use the code TOUCHDOWN when you download GetUpside. Patriots fans, the dust has settled. The GOAT Bowl is now in the books. The New England Patriots, unfortunately, on the losing side of that battle, dropping a heartbreaker 19-17 to to the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a returning Tom Brady. But there were some elements or silver linings to be taken from the field on Sunday. Or were there? Well, you know it's Monday, so it's hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. That's right, folks. It's time for the green wisdom and counsel we've all been waiting for. He's here. He is ready to roll. Your favorite and mine, my benefactor in this business, the only guest on this pod with his very own branded hashtag, the counter Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, is back for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for coming to me in friendship. Thank you for joining me today, Don Murphy. Oh, always my pleasure, Michael. Always my pleasure. Um... You know, initial takeaway from from last night is is the fact that I need to put my weekly keys right at the top of my my annual weekly uh, column, pointing Bill Belichick and and the New England Patriots in the right direction because all the keys they turned worked, and Absolutely. the keys that they ignored are the reason that we're freaking here right now, and I am not in a good mood. <laughs> I don't blame you. And you know what? I've told you this before several times here on the pod. You follow the (laughs) keys, you turn the keys, you go to the top. You don't follow the keys, you're never heard from again. And it really is, uh, you know, I'm convinced that a lot of these national uh, experts, experts is the right word I think we'll use, uh, they're reading the monster keys, folks. (laughs) Go back and take a look at the commentary. You go back and take a look at what Murph has said. 
they're reading the keys. I said it first. <laughs> As I like first. to say, didn't I say this a week ago? Didn't I Absolutely. say this on Friday? Absolutely, I did. And yeah, it, it, it really won. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth sounded really smart last night, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He absolutely did. And we it kinda, all know. It kind of sounded like he, like he he perused the keys over the weekend because it was. I kept pointing at the at the TV, and I'm like, why am I not getting paid six million dollars a year to show up to work on Thursday and Sunday nights, and that's it? Uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, things kind of the the painting was you know the the paint by numbers were were done for everybody. And um, and Collinsworth filled him filled it in nicely, taking credit for my hard work. And uh, and but no, it was it was a beautiful thing to see and hear, except for the final score on Sunday night, which is you know, God, it's just it, it's killing me, Mike. It, it, it's really killing me. The fact that that this team continues to step on itself, to trip over its own two feet, to um, to basically ignore some of the. Um, the basics of football, which is things that I that I try to cover every single week in my uh, in my keys. I have a, a little weekly section, the weeklies, and and one of them is is always win the turnover battle, which the Patriots again did not do, putting the ball on the on the turf uh, a tad bit too much. Another another tips uh, another tipped int, and um, the the other one is is limiting the laundry. And uh, penalties killed this team. And as a as a former center, I, I really want to apologize for what David Andrews has done over the past couple of weeks. But what happened last night when he lost the snap count uh, was inexcusable. Inexcusable. You can't do that in that situation. That entire line moved, and David Andrews was sitting there counting sheep or something. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at the effects that this team is suffering right now as a result of run, pass protection, things of that nature. Uh, it was a surprise to see that happen to uh, to David Andrews. A shock to see Matthew Slater commit a penalty. Yeah. Now, I mean, you, albeit in a completely different situation, I know we're talking about run, pass protection here. Um, but at the same time, you're looking at these uncharacteristic mistakes by guys on the Patriots roster that usually don't make them. Uh, Michael right. Wainu last night, you know, he's benched in favor of Ted Karras for a little bit, a couple of holding calls, and Bill Belichick looked like yep. he, uh, you know, put him on double secret probation for a little while. There's a lot of that going on. You have the presence of Dean Wormer being felt in the Patriots locker room, I'm sure, uh, with some of these mental mistakes. And again, missed opportunities. You can't give teams extra opportunities to beat you, let alone Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that will make you pay for it. And uh, in a lot of ways, I think they could have done a little bit more to make them pay for it last night. The Patriots were very fortunate, I think, to be within two, considering some right. of those mental mistakes that they made. But uh, it is, it's just, it's one of those things that continues to plague them and continues to be uh, a problem for the uh, for the New England Patriots as well. Um Murph, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this matchup, and I know we got into a few already, and folks, we will come back to that. Obviously, the story of the night, Tom Brady making his return to Gillette Stadium, to New England. We see the pregame uh, tribute that they put on the, uh, the Jumbotron for him at Gillette. That got a nice pop from the crowd at Gillette as well. Uh, you heard the Brady chants as he took the field and ran out. Um, it seemed like old times in a lot of ways uh, in Foxborough last night with Tom Brady on the field at Gillette. And then when it was time for him to take his first snap of the game, 
a chorus of boos rained down from the Patriots faithful. And, uh, you know, it was interesting uh, in a lot of ways. I think it was good to see from the Patriots fans. They're really behind their team. And I think they uh, at that moment knew uh, and let everyone around the country know that, yes, this is always going to be a region that beloves Tom Brady for everything that he's done. But this is also a region that is going to root for their team as much as they possibly can. And they showed it last night. Murph, just from your perspective, what was your reaction to Brady's, uh, you know, performance? Is the crowd reaction, and what do you think this says about the relationship of these entities, being Tom Brady and the New England Patriots organization going forward? Well, you know, the fans welcomed him back warmly, which is what I expected. And and once he went out and took the first snap, they they let him know they, not necessarily Tom, but they let the world know that they're tired of this narrative that, you know, um, they are uh, fans of Tom Brady and Tom Brady alone. It was Tom Brady that, that filled the stadium. And, and there's no doubt that, that, that did happen. Um, but these are new England Patriots fans and they let the world know last night that that's what they are and that's who they are. And the guy that they're uh, behind right now is fully Mac Jones. And they let him, they, the crowd's ovation, you were there for Mac when he came out, was just as loud as it was for Tom. Um, yeah. The page has been turned. These, these fans are ready for uh, the next generation. and uh, But they were respectful to the last one, too. Everybody here uh, is, you know, so indebted to Tom Brady and what he did while he was here. Um, the, the culture that he helped to uh, develop and breed. And um, it's going to continue for a long time. And Mac Jones is the guy that's going to help that happen. Yeah, without any question. And it's going to transition very nicely into my next question for you. But uh, you're right on the uh, the reaction. I was very uh, pleasantly surprised to see Tom get the warm reaction that he did. He deserved it. And anyone yep. tells, that tells you otherwise really hasn't been paying attention for the last 20 years up here in New England. What this man did here in this region is truly remarkable, truly special. And, and Tom will always be beloved in this region because of that. But at the same time, Patriots fans were very conscious of the national narrative surrounding this team that they're bandwagon fans that oh wait oh brady leaves that bandwagon's right. going to be empty you're going to go back to empty stadiums gillette was full last night and when mac jones took the field or if i can tell you from being there personal experience that ovation was louder uh than the one that Tom got. and i was very no happy to hear that not because so much of oh well this is a great opportunity for patriots fans to stick it to tom not at all no that no. wasn't the case it was, Tom, we still love you, but this is our new quarterback, and we're going to get behind him and support him with everything we have because not only does he need it, he also deserves it as our new uh, you know, franchise quarterback. So good stuff coming from the Patriots. I thought the tribute was nice. Uh, I thought that the um, breaking of Drew Brees' record was very fitting of the way Tom Brady wanted it. No lap around the field, no right. pomp and circumstance, no look-at-me moment. Quiet timeout, move over to the side, give the Patriots a chance to show the information on the Jumbotron, and then get right back to work. It's true right. Barry Brady fashion, and it's exactly what he's done for a number of years. And would have been nice to see the Patriots pull this one out, but again, alas, sure unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, that was the case. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, I did say that that was going to transition quite nicely into my next question for you, and that is 
the Patriots rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. And as much of the attention being centered on Tom Brady, I thought Mac showed a great deal of poise, a great deal of command, didn't let the moment get too big for him, handled the glare of that national spotlight with a lot of composure, a lot of maturity. Uh, the stat line is, you know, something that will probably be, uh, you know, debated back and forth about exactly how impressive it was. Um, you know, I thought he, they did a pretty good job. 31 of 40 passes, 275 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, um, you know. Which, again, you're not putting on him. Exactly. You know, and you, yeah. exactly. And, and he, you know, suffered four sacks, which again, a lot of those were tough to really put on his shoulders, but when he needed to lead this team in a couple of touchdown drives, I thought he did a great job of controlling the tempo, made the most of the opportunities provided to him by pass protection. That wasn't always great. And in the instances where that protection broke down a little bit, you saw some real growth in Mac Jones last night. He demonstrated the ability to buy himself more time in the pocket pick up the blitz, made the defenders miss. And that's something that will really, I think, speak well of him going into the remainder of the 2021 season. When Patriots fans look at this game, how much positivity should they take away from Mac Jones' performance last night, Mark? Uh, a ton of it. Uh, what he was able to do last night in the pocket, the way he is moving within the pocket to slide and step up and, and earn himself uh, more time or, or or in some cases just enough time to get a ball off and, and go through his progressions um, was was really brilliant. Um, during the – you were at the game. I was listening to the game on TV. And uh, one of the things that Drew Brees – they asked Drew Brees last night – um, do you, do you think you could have done that when you were a, a he said, he said, <laughs> hell no. And, uh, th- th- those are the things that, that he was not able, the things that Mac Jones is doing as a rookie are the reasons I wanted him in this draft, that I needed him in this draft, that I wanted to pass on the flashier guys that, that so many people are building their, uh, their offenses around and, and what they need to do. Very cerebral quarterback, uh, a a man who studies, driven and wears his heart on his sleeve, and and does it in a way that is productive for his team. There, there's ways to to wear your heart on your sleeve that will drag a team down. He doesn't do that. Um, that's not what he's about. Um, he rarely makes the same mistake twice. Unfortunately, um, some of the mistakes that have been made um, around him have have cost him in the early portion of his career, and now they are one and three. But this team could easily be three and one. Absolutely, and that is a big takeaway from a lot of what Patriots fans are utilizing this morning and into the uh, uh, the day on Monday. They're looking at this and saying, "But for a few breaks here and there, this team could easily be three and one as opposed to one and three. Ultimately, as Bill Parcells has always said, you are what your record says you are. And unfortunately, the Patriots are right. a one and three team facing a pretty big hole right now uh, in a division that they're going to have to really, you know, claw with. I know Miami is having their struggles. The Jets pulled out a win yesterday. Yes, folks, you heard me correctly. The Jets yeah. won on Sunday. <laughs> so the Patriots now find themselves in the mix, uh, looking up at the Buffalo Bills, who look like they've straightened things out after a week yeah. one snafu. But um you know, there's there's still a lot of football to be played. So for anyone that's writing the epitaph for this team just now, 
I would be very cautious on that. I'm not saying this is going to be a Super Bowl contender by any stretch no. of the imagination, but this team is showing signs of being able to move forward. And there are steps forward and there are steps back. And folks, in just a moment, Murph and I will get into those steps forward and their steps back, including takeaways that need to be carried into week five coming up against the Houston Texans. More with my man Murph on hashtag Locked On Murph Monday when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another device that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's D-I-R-E-C-T-V dot com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Locked On listeners, Built Bar, the most delicious, healthy protein bar you've ever tried, has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, and I have folks, believe me when I tell you, there are a lot of you out there, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. But the best part of Built Bar is not even just the delicious flavors they provide. It's the fact that in addition to them being delicious, they're also one of the most healthy treats available today. Each Built Bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, love that name, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and so much more. When you want a treat that's not only pleasing to your palate, but also great for your health, don't delay, do it today. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Visit Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Patriots fans, it is hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. My man Thomas Murphy joins me on the pod today. And Murph, as we were going through our discussion in the previous segment, it actually just hit me that the date today is October 4th. And I don't expect you to get this right off the bat, but I'll put you on the spot for you. If you can get this, I'll be very, very impressed. Uh, That being uh, October 4th, what significance could this possibly have for the two of us on a day like today? Think about the date for a second, October 4th. Wow. How many seconds are you going to give me? Um, <laughs> a few. I mean, you, you, can, uh, you can take as long as you need to on this one. Think about the numbers involved in the date, and that, that may give you a little bit more of a clue. 10-4, um, good buddy. 
Um, absolutely. That is it. <laughs> right on the nose. I love it. I absolutely love it. See, folks, this is why Murph joins me on the pod each and every week. It's not just because of the wealth of wisdom and counsel that he brings, because he does like no one else can, but also because we share half of the same insane brain. <laughs> and uh, That was the first thing that, that I thought tomato sauce growing up. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, we do. We share half of the same intellect or lack thereof, I guess, depending on your perspective. But yeah, that is a big 10-4, good buddy. Someone get this man a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and Dr. make it Pepper. fast. He's in a damn hurry. Um, <laughs> what we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. <laughs> that's it. Uh, great, great stuff. Well, you know what? A lot of people, Murph, are going to think that the Patriots could have used some Buford <clears throat> T. Justice um, old school grit last night uh, in New England, especially when it comes to both run and pass protection. And we talked about that earlier uh, in the uh, uh, in the game. You know what? So we can end on a high note. We'll talk about some of the takeaways that had you a bit steamed because you did say last night and you tweeted out several times, I'm not happy. And if you want to talk about more of my ranting, tune in to Locked On Patriots. And of course, <laughs> folks, don't miss one Patriots place with Murph, Steve, the Countess of Class herself, Claire Cooper, and of course, guest of honor, the excellence of execution, the host emeritus here at Locked On Patriots, Mark Schofield joining them. This is a must listen, folks. Check it out after you listen to this episode of Locked On Patriots. But Murph, what had you so steamed last night when it comes to the New England Patriots and their performance in week four against the Bucs? Stupidity. Um, it, it comes down to that. Uh, um, procedural uh, errors, um, guys jumping off sides, uh, guys running out of bounds for 40 yards and, um, and then coming back in, even though I'm a little bit more on Matthew Slater's side when it comes to, when it comes to what happened there. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's just the, the, um, the brain numbing penalties that are, that are happening that are shooting this team in the foot for uh, four games now. The things that, that you know are, uh, I don't want to say fixable, they, they, they are uh, avoidable um, mm-hmm. because this, this team right now is avoiding winning. And and that really ticks me off. That really hurts my um, my uh, my patriotsness is the fact that the things that have over the past two decades, excluding the um, the presence of Thomas Edward Brady, um, are uh, not happening right now. Okay, we people don't know their assignments. That's really ticking me off on the, especially on the offensive line. These guys mm-hmm. keep getting beat on on some of, on some really really simple uh, plays that are being uh, run against them by opposing mm-hmm. defenses. Uh, once again, false starts. Once again, holding holding calls that that um, should not be happening. Um, things of that nature. It, it's it's really getting to a point where you're waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Instead mm-hmm. of the the next good thing to happen, that's what ha- has me so steamed. 
Yeah, I, I don't blame you. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, these types of, like we said earlier, mental mistakes, mental breakdowns, missing assignments, uncharacteristic of a Patriots team do add up. And look, I mean, one of the most glaring problems that the Patriots had last night was futility when it came to running the football. That's what had me steamed. I kept watching this team trying to run. And look, there's a lot that can be blamed on the blocking and the offensive line and the loss of Trent Brown. And uh, Isaiah Wynn hasn't been so great in pass protection. Awainu had his problems. Like we've mentioned, Andrew's missing the snap count. A lot of that can be placed on that. But these are backs that need to do, they needed to be better last night in moving the ball, especially in very difficult conditions. Ideally, when you look at the rain, and there was steady rain falling in Foxborough for much of the night last night, you don't want to have to have your quarterback drop back and throw the ball 40 times. He did that, right. and Mac looked effective doing it, and in a lot of ways, it kind of was a coming of age for him, but at the same time, you want a running game that's going to be able to take some of the pressure off. Nelson Aguilar was your leading rusher, carrying the ball one time for four yards. And those four yards negated by a negative four-yard rushing total for feature back Damian Harris. So right. the entirety of the evening, the Patriots runners just seemed out of sorts. Uh, there were difficulties. J.J. Taylor, again, who knows if that's going to put him on double secret probation. His snap totals went way down after the fumble. Ramondre Stevenson continues to not look fantastic on I, the sidelines. I, um, I don't get he, it. I, I don't yeah. get it. He needed to be active last night. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots are without James White. They're relying heavily on Damian. I do understand and that you have and exactly and, and Bolden. I thought Bolden at times looked, you know, very good. Obviously, there was he a did. blitz pickup that you know a lot of people are you know uh, you know pointing to in pass protection. But look, Brandon is a specialist that's playing a specialized role, and there are times where I thought he looked very good last night in doing that. But you need additional assistance, and Ramondre Stevenson has proven that he can do it. Unless the Patriots are really seeing something behind the scenes that we're not seeing, uh, the redshirt season to me at this point doesn't make much sense. If James White's in the lineup, I get it because you want to bring him along. You have the luxury of bringing him along a little slowly. With James but White not, not there and the Patriots not bringing anyone in to shoulder the load, you need to put the kid out there. Uh, that really surprised me last night. So the running yeah. woes is what had me steamed. Yeah, I, I can understand your point, and especially with Ramondre. It, it, he is, without a doubt, one of the better weapons that the Patriots have at their disposal, and they are just leaving it back at the armory, and it, you can't do that. This team is not good enough the way it's constructed to get by on uh, this kind of um, an effort, for, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. Um, yeah. You need those weapons out here. There are... Um, <sighs> There are opportunities that he, this kid, can seize that um, that Bill is not allowing him to have. I'm really ticked off for the fact that he has been a healthy scratch these last two weeks. And unless there's something going on in the background that we don't know about, somebody needs to ask Bill what the hell. Mm. Yeah, at this point, it's uh, it's definitely a question that uh, we all uh, need an answer to, and. Who knows? Maybe we'll get it. Sometimes you catch Bill in a chatty mood, but that's one secret. I don't think he's going to be willing to divulge right. anytime soon, but we'll see. Uh, the Patriots uh, um, uh, assistant coaches are scheduled to speak to the media on Tuesday. Ivan Fears is usually pretty candid, so you yeah. can bet that question will be asked by some one of my colleagues, uh, and uh, we'll definitely have the latest for you here on that's Locked it. On Patriots. And the and, the uh, last thing that 
that I'm really ticked off about is third down efficiency. Um, oh. One of my keys every week is is owning first down on both sides of the ball. Um, Tampa was able to put together nine of 19. That's uh, a little over 50%. That's fine. The, the Patriots were two of nine on third down. Two of nine. Um, that it, it, that's soul crushing, people. Those are soul crushing numbers. Now, one of one of the reasons is because of the aforementioned issues with the running game and the fact that. But uh, even when they were in third and short situations, third and two, third and four, they did not convert. This cannot happen. And this team to make the playoffs. This team can still make the playoffs. The talent is there. Uh, the quarterback is there that that can lead them, but you can't you can't be two of nine on third downs. No, you absolutely can't be two of nine on third downs, and that two of nine on third down mentality factored into the fifty-six yard field goal in adverse conditions. Thank you last night to close out the game, and Belichick alluded to this when we spoke to him on Monday morning, uh, in the uh, you know with uh, his media conference call, basically saying we had only converted two of nine third. Downs, you know, I mean, you have to play the odds in that case. And I know people are going to want to get on him and saying, oh, it was a terrible call. It was this. It was that. But, you know, take the hoodie off for a second, folks, when it comes to the Patriots. You know, look at what they're playing, what they're trying to do. And the Patriots at that point were trying to uh, to make a decision that they thought put them in the best shot to win the game. Now, guaranteed, if he makes it. You still leave Tom left. Brady. You still leave Tom Brady more than enough time to make things right. happen, and maybe that you know is the argument against it. Uh, I think a lot of people will continue to debate this one, but I'm glad you brought that up because it allowed us to you know bring up right. what was probably the most controversial moment of the night last night, save for the Matthew Slater play. Um, and uh, we'll continue to break that all down. But thank you, Murph, for uh, enlightening us on your thoughts and exactly what uh, the Patriots <laughs> did in that circumstance. But I said we wanted to end the day on a high note, and that's exactly what we will do. Patriots are heading into the next week of the season, week five, at one and three. Uh, They're going to face the Texans, so you have to think the Patriots are looking at this as an opportunity to get back into the win column, but nothing is certain. I'm not going to put you on the spot yet. It's a little early to start transitioning to look at the Texans, but what takeaways from the game last night did you see that lead you to believe that this team is capable of righting the wrongs and righting the ship and getting back into the win column in week five? Well, the mental errors um, aside, I, I really liked when when we spread the ball out and gave Mac a opportunity to read the defense that was in front of mm-hmm. him and find the soft underbelly. He's th- This kid is really good at this. It's one of the reasons I liked him in college and coming here. And I, I thought that was fantastic. I thought uh, the, the tight end usage is going up and up and uh, it's, you know, making Claire quite happy. Each one scored a touchdown, <laughs> even though uh, Mac missed on on a uh, on a uh, corner route that 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 would have led to his second touchdown in the win. <laughs> there I go, mm-hmm. uh, back back stepping on that. But what are you going to do? I mean, it, the young kid got got the ball out and was trying to do. He, he just missed him. He just didn't see him. Um, but I really like the usage uh, that the tight ends are 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 getting right now. They're getting more uh, more more targets. They're getting better looks. They're doing more things with the ball. Uh, Hunter Henry had a fantastic game, four catches for 32 yards. Smith needs to keep stepping up and stepping up. It was nice to get him into the, uh, the end zone, but I mean, 
what what are you going to say about Matthew Judon except uh, this kid is underpaid? Um, <laughs> it, it is every time he steps on the field, I get to the edge of my seat. What he was able to do last night, even in the face of Tom Brady, one of the the absolute best that has ever played the game when it comes to running play action. His play action is the best that, that anybody has ever seen. And mm-hmm. Judon didn't bite for a second. Uh, he, 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 It's great to watch this guy play football. He has a brilliant football mind. There is nothing that you can do or throw at him that will slow him down, except for a bunch of holding calls that did not happen. Um, it, poor guy was, was just getting, you know, wrenched all day yeah wrenched all day long all night long it, it, it got to the point where the producers of the show were no longer showing the pass rush they were no longer showing uh the patriots in defensive line and when he was going because he was literally held on every single play and uh he, he got to figure out a way to extend this guy now. (laughs) So that's, that's something good going forward. JC Jackson had a fantastic game last night. I I thought that was really uh, uh, fantastic. Your boy, Adrian Phillips had a good game. Another, uh, the the defense is really coming together. They're starting to believe in each other and that's only going to end up um, going to a completely different level once uh, Gilmore gets back in the fold in a couple weeks. Great point. Uh, and uh, our mutual friend, Dave Brown, who uh, we miss on the Pat speed. Uh, where have you yeah, gone, Dave Brown? Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Made that point last night that this defense could really be a seriously elite defense with the presence of Stefan Gilmore back in that yep. lineup. And we're looking forward to hopefully that taking place. And uh, I really think the good things can start to come uh, when Gilmore does join JC, who I thought had a very good game last night. Struggled a little bit in his first series. Mike Evans looked like he was having his way with him at times. I thought yep. JC buckled down. He didn't let the pressure get to him. Didn't try to overcompensate. Slowed down. Got the game back to where the tempo he needed it to be effective, and I thought he had a very good game uh, as well. And uh, well Judon was, yeah, Judon was my takeaway, my positive takeaway, uh, and my lessons learned for Sports Illustrated. Judon, I said, Matt Judon, that's the lesson uh, that uh, you know he just impacts every single play that he's he in. does, not just from being able to keep the runners from reaching the corners on early downs at the speed oh, the way the, he's the edge. Oh my God. Yeah. The, uh, the speed and the strength when, the, when rushing the quarterback and you mentioned not biting on the right. play action, which Tom Brady is a master. Didn't at hesitate. That. Didn't, didn't exactly. even hesitate. Oh, my not God. at all. Not at all. And then you look at the fact that he's also putting himself in position to achieve favorable matchups on off the ball snaps as well. Uh, This guy is just he's really changed the complexity of that defense, adding a level of versatility that the team just didn't have in 2020. And boy, uh, this was you want to talk about questionable signings and people are going to point to the tight ends or whatever. And when it comes to uh, uh, to, you know, Bill Belichick. Matt Judon, there is nobody out there that is going to question uh, the money that this guy got. Like you said, the only question is, is is he underpaid and does he want a big-time extension? Uh, right. Patriots do decide they want to give him one. He's definitely more than deserving of it. And uh, we're glad to have him here in New England without any question. So still some positives to take away. Murph in a better mood than I think a lot of us expected. Uh, maybe yeah. uh, the rants on one Patriot's place gave him a chance to get it all out of his system. Mark, uh, Mark Schofield I, is a calming influence. 
He absolutely is. He really, really is. He set the table so well. Murph, every time you come in, you have the embroidered chair, but that Toto poster is stuck up on the That's wall. It. it will never come down here in the Locked On Patriot Studios in his honor. Uh, every day I take the microphone, I still try to get this right in his honor, and I'm still trying, but uh, I won't. I, I won't stop. Uh, in uh, out of deference to uh, uh, to that great man who is just a great friend, a great analyst, and just truly one of the best people you'll meet in any walks of life. As are you, my friend. As are you, Don Murph. Uh, and uh, I know what it was that put you in the better mood. It was the 10-4 reference and the smoking of the bandit talk. We always <laughs> love to do that. Uh, Murph go. and I actually bonded for the first time in this business, folks, because of our love for Ferris Bueller and Smokey and the Bandit. And anytime we can incorporate that into our discussions, you know we're doing a great thing. But what can I say? You lend the wisdom, the counsel, the way only you can. Uh, folks, if you are not following my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself on the Bird app, please do it at TMurph207. Those monster keys that we alluded to, Murph carries around like so many nickels and dimes in his pocket. But folks, when I tell you, he absolutely delivers every single time he puts these together. They're must-reads, point, click, learn, and enrich. And in addition to today's great episode with Mark Schofield, never miss any episode of One Patriot's Place with Murph, our good mutual friend Steve Balistrieri, and the Countess of Class herself, Miss Claire Cooper. But always honored, always humbled by your presence. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, no, my pleasure, my pleasure, Michael. I will always be here. Before I go today, I just want to send a special shout-out to uh, to our good friend Claire, who uh, this is her anniversary week on, um, on One Patriot's Place. It's been one year since Claire took the, took the third chair. And um, she is, has really come through. I, I, I am amazed at her at her growth and her knowledge of this game and, and what she has been able to do from some 3,000 miles away and in another country. Uh, it, it's been fantastic having you with us, Claire. And we hope that this is just the first of the next 50 years. Absolutely. And I could not have said it better myself and wouldn't even try to say it better myself because that is such a fitting tribute. We love Claire here on the pod. She has been such a great contributor and a great supporter of Locked On Patriots, not just with her support and fandom, but really being one of the most valued analysts that we have here on Locked On and uh, really the growth that she's shown, uh, you know, in covering this team and being able to bring not just knowledge on tight endage, folks, uh, but really a well-rounded <laughs> knowledge that is is truly uh, something that makes us all proud each and every day. So, Claire, congratulations on that anniversary, and we look forward to having you back on here on Locked On Patriots again soon, but not on Mondays. Mondays are for Murph. And uh, and, and, and in that respect, uh, Bud, we'll uh, take our leave from you for today, but we look forward to talking ball with you again here next week, hopefully breaking down a win, but win, lose, or draw, Murph will be here on Locked On uh, Murph Monday next week to break it all down for us. In the meantime, Bud, stay safe, stay well, and thank you again for joining me here on Locked On Patriots. Always my pleasure, Paisan, always my pleasure. <laughs> Likewise. Just like that, Patriots fans, one down, but a whole lot of Pat's coverage still to come here on Locked On Patriots. And thank you for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. Don't forget, Mondays are for Murph, but Tuesdays are for our resident voice of reason. The great Steve Balistrieri will join me on the pod as we continue to break down Patriots Buccaneers, and we might even take a quick look ahead at the Houston Texans coming up in Week 5. 
But first, make your second listen of the day, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Thomas Murphy for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and, again, for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.